The Holy Gospel of our Savior, Jesus Christ, according to John. Jesus said, Just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Those who believe in him are not condemned, but those who do not believe are condemned already, because they have not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment, that the light has come into the world, and people love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. But all who do evil hate the light and do not come into the light, so that their deeds may not be exposed." But those who do what is true come to the light, so it may be clearly seen that their deeds have been done in God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son. One of the most quoted phrases of Scripture, John 3.16 we make small children memorize it. It's put on billboards and made into slogans. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that those who may believe in him will not perish but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world. This is the sort of passage that I have a love-hate relationship with. I love it because if we really dive into it, it should make us uncomfortable and hopeful all at the same time. And I struggle with it because of the way it has been co-opted and used within Christianity in ways that just make my head spin. For God so loved the world. That is an incredible and dynamic saying that God loves us, the world, so much that he sent us Jesus Christ. It's a radical statement, and one we too often twist into saying, God loves me so much I get to be in relationship with Jesus. But God isn't talking about us, or Jesus isn't talking about God's relationship with us as individuals or our personalized lives, but God, Jesus is talking about God's love for all of humanity, for the global way in which we interact and come together and exist in relationship with one another. God loves us so much that God chooses to be in relationship with us. This is the type of passage that calls us and demands of us an understanding of what it is exactly that Jesus came here to do. Now, Jesus, as we know, dies on the cross. And through that experience and resurrection, brings about a path toward salvation. Now, if we are to analyze what that actually means, why did Jesus die 
requires us to parse theology we may or may not be aware of. When Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead, the Christian church in the history, in the history and the years since that has happened has tried to reconcile why Jesus needed to die and how exactly that brought about salvation. Now in salvation theology, there have been many iterations of this that I don't prescribe to. But for the sake of this dialogue, it's helpful to review what some of those are. Now for some, Jesus had to die on the cross because the world was so sinful and broken that there was no other way to redeem humanity of its sin except for this ultimate perfect sacrifice through Jesus Christ. But we hear in our scriptures, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And that's the thing. God is rooted in love. And yet our church has built theologies that are focused on how broken humanity is and God's need for some perfect sacrifice in Christ. That's theology of salvation and our understanding of God don't compute to me. The idea that God would demand such a sacrifice, such a redemption, does not feel like a God who is rooted in love. There are different iterations of this theology. The brokenness of humanity, the perfectness of Christ, and the need for sacrifice. Sometimes it paints God as angry and vengeful. Sometimes it paints God as only able to save us with sacrifice. But instead, I offer a different perspective. That God so loves the world that he sent us Jesus Christ, not because we needed Christ to die, but we so desperately needed Christ to live, that we needed his life and example and his words, that God could foresee the ultimate act of violence that happened on the cross and that God in no way needed or demanded that, but that in spite of that action, despite the fact that God knew the risk that God took to himself or herself, that God was taking with his only begotten son, that the life and message and witness of Christ was too vital and too important even with that risk of death on the cross. For God loved us so much that even knowing our brokenness, even knowing the sinful way in which humanity might act towards Jesus Christ, that we were still deserving and in need of that message of love. Some of you have heard me say it before, I do not believe we are saved 
because Christ died on the cross, but in spite of Christ's death on the cross. His death is not powerful because it washes away our sins, but his death is powerful because even in the aftermath of that violence, God is able to show us love and grace and forgiveness. For God so loves the world that God believes in humanity so much that God has never abandoned us despite our missteps and our failings. That even though we can look around this world and see injustice and suffering, we know that God continually calls us into relationship, into service, and into a profoundly radical belief that this world could look like the kingdom of God. God is calling us to see the world as God sees it, with a love not just for ourselves as individuals, but a love for all of humanity, for the survival not of us individually, but the thriving of universal humanity. Now this is where we should all get a bit uncomfortable because we come to this space and this worship by the mere fact we are able to even get connected in this morning with a certain amount of privilege and status in society. And we know what God has to say about power, that it should be turned upside down that this world should be one where we are equalized, where the marginalized are honored and uplifted. For God so loved the world that those of us who experience comfort might be made uncomfortable for the sake of the whole world ultimately looking like the kingdom of God. God's love for us is universal and whole and holy. And it is a challenge and a burden to bear when we are those who are in positions of power. If we look back to the words of our confession today, it speaks so specifically to the ways in which we so often fall into traps of protecting and honoring ourselves, but the need of the whole world for systematic oppression to be overturned. To think globally, to think of all of humanity as needing to be in relationship with God and needing to experience the love of God requires us to shrug off the individualized nature that we so often approach this world with and radically act with love and compassion for strangers and those whom we do not know. Because the lesson that I hope we can hear as we reflect on the terrible violence of the cross 
is that no matter how far we fall as humanity, no matter how broken we become, no matter what the worst act of violence that has been done by human hands, God believes in humanity's ability to radically become and embody the kingdom of God. For God so loves the world. Can we love the world in such a radical way? Can we love one another and strangers with such radical and extreme faith and belief and hope? Can we act with such compassion and radical self-sacrifice for the well-being of people we do not even know so that the whole of the world may experience the love of our divine creator. For God so loved the world that he loves each of us and calls us to love, to remember the love we receive even after terrible moments and to remember to demonstrate and show that same love to those who are marginalized and outside of our scope or our community that we so often inhabit. For God so loved the world that we are called to radically and without hesitation love ourselves and love our neighbor. Amen.